Frankie, come. Frankie, come. Come on. Good boy. Good boy. Sit. Good boy. Stay. How about you? Can you come sit and stay for the next 30 minutes? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Good boy, Frankie. Hello there and welcome to the February 2019 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. I'm Devin from Canada. Let's begin this half hour with a selection from Veronica Elsie's CD called Guide Dogs First Hand. And the title is How Did You Know? How did they know we would hit it up right away? I didn't know I could fall in love in just a day. Oh, I felt a tug on my harness when I gave the commands. I knew once we got started, there was no way to turn back. I didn't know I could fall in love so fast. Did you know that I wanted to go left when I said right? And how did we go to that shop with the entrance that nobody ever could describe? I don't say what I want now, I just think the commands. There's no break in this bond, now we're a team that will last. I didn't we could get so far so fast Ooh. Oh, and now I know your name My whole life I'm free Cause I'm so attached God, life is easy When it goes like that Why don't Don't like this last forever Cause I know I've never had it any better than this. But I guess you know that, don't you? How will I know when that day is upon us and you? Have to be retired 
Cause right now I know I hate just the thought of not having you as my guide Oh, I know my emotions truly are in command But I don't want to let go of this partnership we have And I didn't know I could fall in love this bad You're the best thing that ever happened to me In January of this year, the New York Association of Guide Dog Users, which is an affiliate of the National Federation of the Blind, began a series of conference calls about the various training programs that serve the state of New York. Heather Bird, the president of that affiliate, chatted with me from her home in Rochester, New York, about the rest of the series. Well, Heather, welcome to the program. And let me say, because this is airing on February 15th, let me wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so can you tell us uh, why you decided to, or what made you decide to put together this series of calls? Um, well, first, I wanted to get our call attendance up because it wasn't super high. And I really thought about what would get people's attention, and I thought about what would I like if I were out there in the wide world of guide dogs. And I think people need options and need information. And when you research a guide dog school, you get information that is very generic, um, because none of the schools want to say we're the best at X, Y, or Z because they don't want to, you know, make waves. So if you got brochures and took the names off them, if you got one from Seeing Eye, Guiding Eyes, GDB, and Pilot, and took off the identifying features and showed them to me, I might be able to guess what the, which one they're for, but most likely not. So that's right. the aim, to give people detailed uh, information. Now, would you suggest this for uh, people um, not only who have never had a dog before, but who are thinking about getting a, a replacement or, or at least a successor dog? Absolutely. Uh, one of the big things that I tell people is that schools change over time. Awesome schools can go downhill. Terrible schools can become fantastic. Um, Schools can remain the same in quality but add or delete programs that they offer. So if you've been at a school for three dogs or 20 years, at least dipping your toe and doing a little research to see what's gone on in that 20-year period makes a lot of sense because there could be 
another school that fits your needs better now. Or you may find that you still like your school the best, and, you know, that's cool too, but at least it will be an informed opinion. Yeah, that's right. So uh, in uh, January, you chatted with uh, Lucas Frank from the CNI? Yep. And what are your plans for the rest of the year? Uh, well, this next call upcoming is going to be Sunday, the 17th of February, and we have Lisa Derlitz from Guiding Eyes, and we're asking them about uh, their Running Guides program in particular, but, you know, um, other things. When it's a school I'm familiar with, it's easy because I can say, tell me about your running guides program or your clicker target program. Uh, but with some of the schools I've had to reach out, like when I reached out to Guide Dogs of America, I said, I don't know what you feature, what you specialize in. Um, I threw out some examples and said, well, what do you have? And you, you know, write something up and call in and, and do the call. I'm going to do this off the top of my head. March, we have Janine. Stanley from CDS, which is Guide Dog Foundation. April, we have an owner trainer call with a panel. Uh, we're going to have Julie Johnson for sure, but some other people as well who owner train guide and service dogs. And then May, I believe we have Guide Dogs for the Blind with Jake. I'm going to mispronounce his last name and I'm going to double check it with him. My phone says Jake Koch. I think it might be Jake Cook is how it's actually pronounced, and I will find that out for sure. Okay. Um, I met him because he helped administer the Guide Dog Daycare at the World Series, which GBB very kindly survived. And let's see, May, June. We're going to talk about Guide Dogs at the NFB convention, the ACB convention, the World Series. And then in July, I'm trying to put together kind of a fun call because it's kind of competing with conventions in that people are burnt out on blindness stuff in July. I'm hoping to get one person from the NFB crafter division to do one or more guide dog crafts that they can talk over the phone. And maybe someone from a cooking list to talk about a couple dog-themed people recipes or safe dog-appropriate food recipes. August, we have... Um, the founder of Gallant Hearts, which is super cool, because Gallant Hearts is a very small, very unique program. Um, a lot of people, I say Gallant Hearts, they're like, what? Which is exactly why I think it's good to feature them. Yes, I've never heard of them before. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> um, they're a small school, and they have some really interesting breeds. They have some really high-quality Dobermans, and they have the English Cream Goldens, which is it's such a guy stuff. Oh, my God. September, <laughs> um, we have Guide Dogs of America. And I want to feature them because a lot of people, all these GD schools get short shrift because it's Guide Dogs for the Blind and Guide Dogs for the Desert and Guide Dogs of America, and they all get lumped in people's brains. They're like, yeah, that, that thing. Yeah. Uh, done for September. October, I'm still trying to fill. Um, and my last two, I have Freedom Guide Dogs in December. Um, and I've got Eric from Freedom Guide Dogs. Okay. Um, pilot Dogs maybe for November? I haven't got Pilot to get back to me yet. I'm working still on Leader. 
and Pilot and Sedelco and Guide Dogs of the Desert and South. Oh, it's Southeastern. I believe it's Southeastern that I have in November. Ah, okay. Um, I'm hoping to release the full calendar once I get someone, Pilot or Leader or Sedelco plugged in for October, because that way I don't keep spamming people and sending the calendar every time I update it. So right. I'm hoping to get that figured out. All right, that sounds good. Uh, now, uh, when are the calls? Uh, when do they take place? Uh, typically, unless there's a conflict, they are the third of every month. And I purposely did not do the fourth Sunday because Miriam Glizdala, who is the NAGDU president, uh, brought it to my attention that that's when NAGDU holds, uh, quite often holds calls, and I wanted to not conflict with that. Right. I believe the call is shifted in, and when I send the calendar out, anyone who wants it can email me or call me or text me, um, and I also post it to a couple places. Uh, New York News, which is a state affiliate email list for the NFB of New York, I send it always to my chapter. I'm the president also of the Rochester chapter. I send it to the NAGDU and NIAGDU list. Um, I send it to CNI, and I encourage graduates from other schools to share these with their school list, even if it's not your school being featured. And if you know if your moderator doesn't like it, then you know you can cease and desist. But I don't think any school should or would object to free and open sharing in order to facilitate informed decisions. Right. I would hope that would be the case. Yeah. Really. Well, I'm from uh, Canada, and I'm interested in uh, in what you have to offer because uh, you never know when people from here might like to go down to one of the schools in the states. A lot of people do. Oh yeah, um, and I will. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll make sure to ask. I've got like a little questionnaire format. I'm still writing up the the seeing eye one, and then I'm going to do one for guiding eyes, um, asking a lot of general info. And one of the things I'll ask is, do you serve students in other countries? If so, which one? I believe that CNI does serve Canada, and I'll verify that and get it on my list. And I know that Guiding Eyes serves Canada. Um, and many, not all, but many of the U.S. schools do. And I'm going to try to see if Mira guides dogs in Canada, because I believe they'll place in the U.S., and they specialize uh, in training younger kids. Yes. That's some interest there. I'm hoping to get them and any schools in Canada that will serve New York State. My focus has to be New York State simply because I am the president of the New York affiliate of NAGDU, not the NAGDU. That would be Marion Gwizdala. Right. That would not be me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, when do the calls, uh, it's the third Sunday in in the month, and, and what time? Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay. And we ask the speakers to speak for about 30 minutes and take questions for 20 or 30 minutes. And then if people want to hang out and chat, um, they're certainly welcome to hang out longer. Yeah. Okay. And um, what number should they call? So this is the current number. 
We've had a couple of people have trouble getting in. If we change it, it will get announced everywhere the calendar gets sent. But for February and for now, it is area code 605-475-4786. And it will prompt you for a passcode, which is 869-480. And my friend Candace gave us a life hack. If you put it in your phone as a contact, and you enter the whole number and then hit comma and then put the passcode. When you click on that link in your phone, it will go in and pre-enter the passcode for you. So 8 o'clock on uh, the third uh, Sunday of each month. And did you say that uh, if people want more information, they can contact you? Yep. I need to give my info. It's um, so my iPhone number, so that can be texted as well as called, is 585-739-6473. If Niagara ever takes off, I might get a Google Voice number. I have a Google Voice number for my NFC chapter. I might get one for Niagara, and again, I'll post that everywhere if it changes. Okay. My email address, I have a couple. Admittedly, I'm not tech savvy, so start with my personal email address, and I'm working on getting the NIAGDU address to forward to me. But it's my name, Heather, H-E-A-C-H-E-R dot L dot B-I-R-D at gmail.com. Terrific. Is there anything else that I should have been asking you about? Oh, wow. Um, I don't... Really, I can tell you some of the other calls we're planning in the further future. Sure. Um, I'd like to do all the schools, and if all of them will play ball, that means it'll go a couple months into 2019. Into 2020? You mean into 2020, right? Yep. Because we're already in 2019. I mean, yes, you're right. <laughs> I do not do phone interviews when I've only had one cup of coffee. I clearly need about five. <laughs> right. It'll go into 2020. Um, I'm hoping to do a call on running with your guide dog. We talked about the formal running guides program at GED, but also about many people do run with their dogs, whether their schools know about it or not. Um, I... I have a dog from CNI, and we do 5Ks where we walk really quick and we do sprint and actively run around people and run over the finish line. Wow. I'm hoping, I'd love to do an alphabet soup call and get a representative, maybe get Marion Blizzdala for NAGDU, someone from GDUI, which is the ACD sort of equivalent NAGDU, someone from IGDS someone from ADI, someone from IAADT, and have them each present for like five, ten minutes um, and explain what their organization is, what it stands for, what it does. Sounds good. Breed-specific calls, too, for one for each of the three major breeds and then an alternative breed call. That sounds neat. Lots of good ideas there. That's great. Are these calls going to be recorded so that people can go... If they miss the call, they can go and, and listen to it elsewhere? Um, yes, I know. Yes, um, apparently that is something I should be doing. I've had about two dozen people ask me that in some way, shape, or form, but not yet. I don't 
know how to go about doing that, what the best way is to get it recorded in a high-quality format. And if and when we get that done, I'll put it up on the NIAGDU website, a link to it. And I'm hoping to start recording them in March. I might take an amateur recording of the February one and see how it comes out, but I'm going to work with tech people and get a better recording system set up. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us, and um, I look forward to listening to these calls. In a minute, we'll hear an article outlining yet another incident with one of those ride-sharing companies. So perhaps this song by Jimmy Driftwood is appropriate. It's called, You Gotta Quit Kicking My Dog Around. Me and them bricks at old Bill Brown taking a load of corn to town. My old Jim dog, the darned old cub, he just naturally followed us. We drove by Sam Johnson's store, past the car came out the door. Jimmy stood behind the box, and all them fellas are throwing rocks. Every time I go down, a boy keeps kicking my dog around. Makes no difference if he is a hound, you gotta quit kicking my dog around. They tied a hand to old Jim Taylor, run him around the county jail. Flat made us a dad burn for him, he cussed and bill he swore. Me and them bricks and old Bill Brown lost no time of getting down. We lost some fellers on the ground, kicking old Jim dogs around. Every time I go town, the boy keeps kicking my dog around. Makes no difference if he is a hound, you gotta quit kicking my dog around. Jim saw his duty there and then he tore into them gentlemen. He sure messed up the courthouse square with rags and meat and hide and hair. The sheriff came and stopped the fuss and all them boys shook hands with us. We gathered round that load of corn and every man had a healthy horn. Every time I rolled town, the boys keep kicking my dog around. Makes no difference if he's a hound, you gotta quit kicking my dog around. Old Jim Dog ain't worth much cash, but I can tell you he ain't no trash. He wakes me up till the break of day and he keeps them revenue boys away. He's the best old dog you ever did see. Wherever I go, he follows me. His boy's sweet, his name is Jim. He'd fight for me and I'd fight for him. And every time I go down, the boy keeps kicking my dog around. Makes no difference if he is a hound. You gotta quit kicking my dog around. Another woman who is blind says she wants to see better enforcement of anti-discrimination laws after yet another Uber driver refused to give her and her guide dog a ride. Shelby Travers told CTV Ottawa that she ordered an Uber on Thursday and the driver had difficulty finding her despite attempts to inform him of her location and the fact that she was with her guide dog Francis. Travers says that when the car finally arrived, the driver unrolled the window and said he doesn't take dogs. Heading level 3 photos slash Shelby Travers walks with her 
guide dog, Francis in Ottawa. As I was saying, I'm blind. She's my guide dog. He drove away with me still holding onto the car, Traver said. Then I just broke down like in the streets. She added, my arm felt like it was yanked out. Huber issued a written statement saying that it was upset about what happened and that drivers must agree to accommodate riders with service animals because that is the law. Traver said she's experienced similar incidents in Calgary and Toronto. I just want this to stop happening, she added. We rely heavily on different forms of transit because we cannot drive, Travers explained. Travers said that Uber didn't make clear to her whether or not the driver would lose the privilege of working with the service. Link, all 13 provinces and territories have legislation to punish service providers who discriminate against people with disabilities. Two years ago, a B.C. man who was visually impaired lost his discrimination complaint against a taxi driver who refused to give him a ride. In that case, the driver said he couldn't accommodate the man's guide dog due to allergies. I guess that'll about do it for this edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Remember, if you hear of anything to do with guide hearing your service dogs happening anywhere around the world, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is the harness, just like what a guide dog wears, the harness at bell.net. The harness at bell.net. Cat Stevens will take us out of here with I Love My Dog. The next edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs airs on the Global Voice on Friday, March 15th. Until then, have yourself a wonderful month and thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. I love my dog as much as I love for you. For you may think my dog will always come through. All he asks from me is the food to give him strength. All he ever needs is love, and that he knows he'll get. So I love my dog as much as I love you. But you make a fame, my dog will always come through. All the pay I need comes a-shining through his eyes. I don't need no cold water to make me realize that I love my dog as much as I love you. For you make a thing, my dog will always come through. As much as I love you, though you may think my dog will always come through.